Well, welcome everybody to this uh, very special episode of uh, Thursday webinar. Um, the subject that we originally during this week announced was uh, an exciting update of the Abrahamic Accord. And of course, this still remains to be very exciting. But because of what happened today um, in Ukraine and Russia, we felt it's uh, absolutely important to change the subject and to um, spray about Russia. Uh, we have several people today and about Ukraine. We have several people today at the panel that can you give give you an, an inside look into what's happening today. We have with us today, Sergei Popov, who is uh, uh, an IC coordinator for the whole former Soviet Union, is traveling extensively in this region, knows it really as he's coming, he's born in Cholcha, and he knows the system very well. He will give us his insight. We have with us, who will be joining us in a moment, Pastor Israel Pochta. Uh, he is uh, connecting right now. He's a uh, uh, pastor from Ukraine, serving here in, in Israel, made Aliyah many years ago. It's one of the largest messianic congregation uh, in Israel. Uh, we might also be joined by a, a Russian pastor, Messianic pastor here in Israel, and of course we are very um, uh, glad, of course, as always, to have with us Peter Sukahira, local pastor from Mount Carmel. Um, we will give you some information about what's happening in the region, but the most important thing is that we uh, hope by the hope of God and by the help of God and the help of the Holy Spirit to give you a strategic insight how you can effectively pray for the situation that is unfolding uh, today. I believe we all were shocked to see what was taking place. Uh, the media in the West, they said we are um, at the end of our, our our abilities to stop that. They are literally without any clue and without any idea how they can intervene in that. They already made it clear, both America and Europe, they are not going to intervene militarily, but they're using only soft power to stand with Ukraine. And most commentators say that the soft power will not have any effect because uh, Russia right now is sitting at a tremendous amount of financial resource and has a very long breath also to sustain um, economic powers. There are some other issues that need to be discussed, but um, today this prayer meeting is not to uh, so much to say to take sides. He's the good or the bad boy. boy. Of course, we do all understand Russia broke uh, quite a series of international regulation by invading into into uh, uh, Ukraine. But our main purpose for today is that we want to pray for the region. We want to pray that the spirit of violence will be broken, and most importantly, that the purpose of God will be unfolding in those regions. There were some amazing prophecies that we might be sharing with you later on. But I would like to give uh, the, the mic first to Pastor Israel Pochta. Israel, can you hear me? I know you are on the move. Uh, um, everybody understands he's an Israel pastor in Ash. Ashdod or Ashkalon, and is uh, serving uh, one of the largest Russian-speaking congregation. Is himself from Ukraine and Israel. Can we get a short um, situation review from you? How do you see the situation today in the Ukraine, and how can we pray for the situation? Well, the situation is uh, very difficult. Uh, you know, I spent a day in the office with the guys who has a family in Ukraine and, and some family in Russia. Uh, on the both sides, and uh, that's a really war situation. The the bombs flying, the rockets flying, 
uh, Ukrainian air forces uh, almost totally destroyed. So even uh, military jets flying over Kyiv or over, over capital of Ukraine, uh, many, many cities under fire, some, uh, some more seriously and some just uh, probably getting message. But uh, it cannot be more serious. It's a war. War has started. And I know if you're watching, uh, you know, I'm watching both uh, media sources, uh, Ukrainian and Russian, and both languages. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's hard to believe what happened, but uh, it is a war, a real war. You know, I have also personal attachments. Because, you know, one of my guys, young leader of ours, he went to Ukraine to propose it. A fiance, he's Israeli born in Israel, but he went to, to you know, meet close his uh, potential fiance, and uh, now he's caught in this situation. And there is 8,000, it's official number given by Israeli government, 8,000 of Israelis stuck in Ukraine, uh, because just simply because they couldn't believe the war would happen. And I just talked talk with another guy, you know, uh, whole family with kids, went to Ukraine just for vacation of one week, and when escalation happened, they said, well, in two days we have tickets anyway, so that's okay, we'll wait for two days, and now they're stuck. Uh, so no air no uh, air communications at all, there is no planes coming in and out. So uh, the government of Israel trying to help to evacuate uh, Israelis uh, by saying, come to Lvov or Lviv, uh, it's, a, it's a city that's close to Polish border. You know, Poland uh, closed their border for just Ukrainian refugees because otherwise it will be millions and that they're not ready. So, uh, but they say they will let in any international people. Like if you have Israeli passport or German passport or any passport, yes, you're welcome to Poland and go home through Poland. Uh, so they, they're trying to get Israelis to Poland, Poland border. And now they just announced five minutes ago, they say now also Lvov under fire and also Lvov isn't safe. Uh, so it's crazy. I mean, places that far from Russia, um, you know, connected to the West and to the West, also under fire. So it's very, very difficult situation. And, and I just, it's important to remember and keep in mind when we pray today, tomorrow, uh, every 15, 20 minutes, there is new reports. Any hour, there is lots of changes. And uh, so far, no good changes, only, only bad changes. Uh, so it's difficult, it's difficult and uh, crazy, car chaos, uh, you know, and people really wasn't ready, it wasn't ready. Uh, so it's, 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 it's tough, it's really tough. Uh, there's casualties, there's dead, but not only on, on the military side, but also civilians, civilians dying because bombs are falling in many cities. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult situation, really. And I can tell you, uh, about 15 years ago, I met a guy, actually he is American, who been missionary to Ukraine, and he married to Israeli, to Israeli uh, lady, and, and, and he was living in Ukraine for, for many years, been a pastor there, and he had series of dreams and, and visitations, uh, once again, it was 15 years ago, and actually he explained, and he recorded video, and, and wrote letters about current situation. And uh, eventually, it's all connected to Israel as well, uh, because you know the bottom line, uh, you know the, the the Russia will move closer to Israel and Gog and Magog, or the last destination, is also in the picture. But it's not right now, you know. But it's a steps. It's a different steps. 
So it's, uh, you know, when this guy was giving messages, nobody believed him. Nobody would believe, like, Ukraine and Russia will fight. No, no way. But right now it's a reality. And I remember one of his uh, messages was certain things and certain certain military conflicts will happen. Jesus said that. Uh, you know, all of it shall happen, you know. So certain things, you know, happened. Uh, it will happen. But he said clear message, very clear message. And God was telling him again and again, and uh, rise a church to pray. First of all, the Ukrainian church, the Russian church, and international churches to pray because it said it was so clear in the visions. If church will pray and take it seriously, there will be less bloodshed. And if church will be only busy with you know political stance and everything of this kind, uh, the more people will die. So it's really like was uh, one of the powerful messages I remember uh, showing the importance of power of prayer and intercession and really like an our responsibility to pray and probably it really will affect uh, more or less people die, you know. So it's very serious, serious business, serious deals, very serious situation. Mm. Um, unbelievable. You know, in my congregation, I have uh, probably about, uh, speaking of Russian speakers, we have others as well, Ethiopian and Israelis and others, uh, French speaking and more. But... Uh, when, when I take only Russian speakers, I would say we have about 70% of Ukrainian Jews and 30% of Russian Jews. And of course, here everyone understands the situation. It's very clear, you know, who's attacking and what's happening. Uh, but once again, uh, you know, all of that we see on TV, on news, uh, newspapers and news reports, and it's clear, it's, there is no mystery. But uh, prayer, that's what will make a big difference. We're also calling as a church. We're calling uh, for uh, tomorrow as a prayer night. Today, people praying already in the home groups, but tomorrow, after our services, uh, we, will, we will do prayer night and pray. Uh, just that God will stop violence and, listen and, and save as much as possible people. But also, I can tell you what disturbs me, watching many videos, at uh, last point, you know, watching many videos uh, of guys who are in very dangerous places, recording in Ukraine, very dangerous places, under fire, live threat, they're filming and they swearing, speaking in you know, a bad language, swearing. Uh, I, I was really hoping to see video with the prayers, oh, God help us, even if they're not Christians, you know. Now people swearing, you know, people full of hatred and, and, and they're swearing and no one calling on the name of the Lord on the videos I've seen on the media. So it's another mm -hmm. point. It's a time also to pray for revival in Ukraine that nations will turn to God. And, uh, and not only be full of, you know, like hatred and, you know, they have reasons. Sure, you know, like family in danger. But uh, it's just showed me the spiritual conditions. There's many Christians in Ukraine, but not all of them Christians. So it's mm -hmm. very important to pray for for just people, like, like make God use the situation to bring them to Jesus, to bring them to the power, to the salvation power of God. And of course, last point, of course, churches are praying. There is a there is a you know, dear friends of mine and yours, uh, you know, Jorgen, uh, Boris, the largest church, yes. actually largest church in the world, Messianic congregation, right there in Kiev, uh, and they have many churches all over Ukraine. Uh, so, so there's lots, lots of Ukrainian Jews, uh, lots of, lots of Ukrainian uh, Jews who follow Jesus, the Messianic Jews, and, uh, and and Christians and churches. So, you know, pastors are in different situation. Shall we run? For our life, shall we evacuate our family, or shall we stay with our people? So I can imagine how the weight of 
of, of decisions and confusion and you know, difficult situations and difficult decisions they need to make. If I leave, is, is, do I betray my people, my folks? You know, do I run or shall I stay and, and maybe even die? You know, lots of questions pastors right now facing in Ukraine. So uh, let's, I don't know, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot of different points. Uh, but uh, well, yeah, one by one, I can start praying. Yeah. Israel, we are definitely going to pray. And they know what this uh, brother saw in the dream to pray that the bloodshed will be limited to a maximum decree. That's what we are going to do in a minute. It reminds me on uh, the prophecy of Yeshua when he spoke about on the Olivet Discourse about uh, the calamities in the end times that will take place and he said but please pray he says they will take place you can't change it but pray that it will not be on a shabbat that it will be in a time that is more bearable and i think that's what we are going to pray today that the lord will have mercy with this country one more question or one more comment first of all uh, my wife just before i entered into the prayer meeting she showed me a video and this might encourage you about people on the knees in kiev and the news editor says they are praying to the God of Israel that the war would start would stop. That was a, a secular news reporting. So there are some people praying right now. And let's uh, you see the image here right now. And let's continue to pray that more people will join that, that they realize the only answer in that situation is indeed the God of Israel. But one more question to you, Israel. You just mentioned it to us briefly that you have in your congregation uh, both Ukrainian and Russian believers. I know also all across, across Israel, the largest community actually are the Russian-speaking communities and the Messianic uh, churches. Um, how does this affect the unity of the body of Christ? Is there a division also between Ukrainians and Russia? How do you perceive that? Yeah, not in churches, not in congregations, praise the Lord. Uh, we see that people are, you know, when they come to Israel, they change. And I've seen personally how people would hold, the uh, people from Russia would hold kind of, you know, the, the mainstream media uh, site. And here in the land, uh, when they hear reports, uh, the wrong reports about Israel, it's opening their eyes and they change. So praise God in Israel, uh, all the Russian speakers, uh, I mean, the Russians, those who from Russia, they understand the situation. They know who is the who is the attacking. You know, like, and uh, and they, they they do because I can tell the truth. You you know, for me it was shocking. But I was watching Russian TV on in Russian language just few last days just to understand uh, how they can justify what happened. How they can and they're really doing very very good work explaining, uh, twisting all the information and speaking uh, from totally different angle. And if you, you know, if you watch only one news, one source, uh, you know, you easily would believe it would, after a while, you know. So, but in Israel, praise God for Israeli media, even Israeli-Russian language media, uh, they are clear, they are giving, you know, good reports. Uh, they try not to take sides, but in this situation it's clear, uh, you know. But uh, praise God, here people don't fight. They understand, they, they pray, uh, and it's a call to, to, call to prayer. And, uh, and and I warn also, you know, some of my people don't let hatred come to your heart. It's also dangerous because that's what can paralyze your effectiveness as Christian, you know, like to start to, to hate. And of course, the worries, the, the heaviness, the, the tears, you understand it for sure. But still, we are people of kingdom, and it's important for us to represent kingdom and, and pray. But yeah, praise God, we have good, good, good unity between Russian Jews and Ukrainian Jews in Israel. 
of messianic and non-messianic. Give us already quite a lot of ammunition how to pray in this uh, conflict and i would say let's start the first prayer round here on this prayer gathering and let's uh, we will hear a few more reports coming from different people and assessment of the situation but let's pray for uh, what we just heard number one let's pray that this situation will cause a spiritual revival in ukraine that uh, those three four people that we sit here see here on the image that they, those those numbers will be multiplied and that this will be a crisis that will bring the nation on their knees and that will might even bring revival to the Ukraine and that God will do a powerful work in the midst of this chaotic situation. Number two, let's pray exactly what Israel said. According to, it's quite amazing that a brother had 15 years ago an exact picture in a dream that what was taking place and the Lord told him, pray that the bloodshed will be limited and that the numbers of day of that war will be limited. So let's do this second prayer request. Let's pray that uh, this uh, conflict will be quickly behind us. And thirdly, I want us also to pray for the unity of the body of Christ, both here in Israel, but also probably even more importantly in the Ukraine and Russia, that this will be not a part of division of uh, political sides, but that they stand united in the spirit and that the, the church will stand together in this challenging situation. I would like to call upon a few people to pray with us. would like to ask Doug Juliusen from Norway if you can lead us in prayer. I do see here Apostle Charles from uh, uh, our uh, branch leader in Uganda. If you can lead us in, pra in, in prayer, Apostle Charles, Charles, please. And also I do see Stephen Milpuri from the Philippines. If I can ask you just uh, to give a short answer to the Lord and lift this nation up before the throne of God before we go to the next input. Yes, we will surely lift this difficult situation before the Lord. And I just want to encourage us uh, that... Um, it seems like no politicians is able to reach the heart of Putin at the moment. No president, no European Union. But there is a God in heaven that bows the hearts of the king like small rivers. So let's trust in this great creator, which are good and want to save the people both of Ukraine and Russia. Heavenly Father, we, we come before your face. We enter before your throne through the blood of Jesus. And we come before the throne of grace so we, can, so we can find help and provision in the time we need. And Father God, we pray for Ukraine. We pray for in this dark time of hour, in this difficult situation, uh, among all the people, all the whole nation. We pray, Father, that you pour out your spirit, that you come with your fire in the midst of darkness, that you come with light in the midst of darkness, with the gospel to the whole nation. And we not only ask for revival in Ukraine, but let it be a move in the whole of Europe, Father God, in Jesus' name. Let it be an awakening call, how to say it, in this difficult time, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, for protection for your church, Father God. I pray for the protection of the people, Father God. And I pray for the decisions makers in the Kremlin, in Moscow, that they make, that they change their minds. Father God, you can change their minds. They can, you can speak to their hearts. You can appeal yourself to them like no one else can. 
because you are the creator and we pray father god for your provision for for your help that you the, that are the lord of uh, shalom Yehovah shalom our peace that you will move in, in this nation right now and among the leaders father god we pray for protection upon the all of the people and the bodies of christ and also the jewish people we pray for them oh we pray father god and we also pray for the the move of aliyah father god i thank you that you stretch forth your hands and you take care of your your covenant people and those you said that you will bring them home to israel and uh, on, on the on the wings of eagles and we thank you father god for your supernatural also help also in this case in jesus name we worship you and we give you honor and power power to move in in the midst of ukraine and in, in russia in the name of jesus father we want to come to the throne of grace we want to pray we stand as watchmen over the walls of ukraine we stand as men and the women that believe in the power of god we pray that it shall not be an escalation of bloodshed of the killing of the little innocent people men and the women and the children we have seen how nations are closing their borders to the ukrainian refugees because of the influx we stand today to respond and stand in the gap today in the name of the lord we decree and declare that even as the man of god dr yagen declared at the beginning of this webinar that let revival break forth in ukraine and in eastern europe let this be a precursor to the great revival that shall spring in europe we declare the wind that gusted cleansing wind which blew in the days of noah and lifted the ark up to mount ararat let there be a wind of the spirit of god to blow even during this time we know it is a hard time we know it is winter time we know it is such a crucial time but we stand to declare we know in prophecy russia stands so preeminent in prophecy in bible prophecy we know everything that concerns russia and the battle of the armageddon and what should happen in the last days but we pray jehovah god let there be no escalation let there be a minimizing we break the spirit of pride and arrogancy we decree and declare they shall not be pride in this at the cost of life there shall be no pride in the leaders of the two nations we speak humility and we speak diplomacy we speak the peace of god to rule ukraine is serves the best because ukraine belongs to god we pray that it shall not be arrogancy at any level we know what sparked second world war we don't want to see another innocent reckless stupid bloodshed we have seen the thousands and millions of people 
dying in Syria, dying in Libya, dying in all the nations. We cannot allow, we cannot watch and stand to watch. We join our voices to the millions of the people, the Christians around the world that are praying for Ukraine right now. We speak with the authority of Yeshua. We stop the madness. We stop the bloodshed. We stop the sharing. It shall be minimized to the amazement of everyone. We don't depend just on NATO. We don't depend on the allies of America. We depend on the blood of the Lamb of God, which speaks of better words than the blood of any animal. We stop the madness and we say, Ukraine, God, may God uphold thee. Ukraine, you belong to God. Revival is coming in the gates of Ukraine in the streets from Kiev to all the cities and all the places, Ukraine shall see the glory of God and the peoples that fear God shall rise and say, the Messianic people, people that believe in Yeshua, the Christians in Ukraine and all the region shall say, this is the working of God. We bless you, Jehovah God. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Stephen, are you ready to, to join us in prayer? Hallelujah. I think we just lost Pastor Stephen, but he will be for sure coming back in a minute. But uh, let's keep, you know, like we always say in our global prayer gathering, those prayer points, I hope you are taking notes. Uh, this is not just for this meeting today, but we want you to pray for the region in your prayer groups and your churches where you are, make this part of your personal prayer uh, agenda. And uh, you know what, um, we were just praying about uh, Ukraine, about revival and Russia about revival. I was just listening a few days ago, uh, this was before the conflict started, uh, a prophecy that uh, Bob Jones, who is very closely connected to uh, uh, the Kansas City's House of Prayer, and uh, he released it, uh, I think, 15 years ago, where he saw this massive red archangel standing over Russia and coming in over eastern Ukraine, and it was affecting even other countries. And he was in the beginning thought, this is the red army, and he heard a voice coming to him. Uh -huh. He said, well, the Lord told him, he says, this is not the Red Army, but this is, I'm going to send an unprecedented revival to Russia, and it will affect many other countries. And he said, I'm going to send you the confirmation tomorrow. And then the next morning, somebody sent him a letter from an, from an ancient prophecy, 150 years old, from Hudson Taylor. When he was back in the United Kingdom for one of his uh, uh, retreats, uh, returning back to his family, uh, he suddenly stopped on a Sunday morning when he was preaching. He saw twice a vision and he understood he needs to share it. And he said, there will be two big wars coming to, to Europe. And after those two wars, uh, there will be a time of confusion and a, a time of division. But then there will come revival to Russia and it will sweep over many 
many European countries and it will be a, re a revival that will affect the whole world at the, at, the day, at the end. And it will be a rival, a revival that also will lead into the uh, coming of the Messiah. Now, these are, of course, men that are sharing their impressions, but I believe what we in faith can pray today. And, then, and we just did that is that the Lord will send revival that what we see in the in the physical those uh, uh, demonic manifestations of violence there's a, a spiritual reality behind that that can bring forth a spiritual breakthrough even on the waves of those of this violent and the Lord uh, will use it but keep on praying that of course the bloodshed needs to be limited and let's pray that this war is uh, very quickly behind us Sergei I know you you know the region very well you have been living in in Russia you have been crow you spend your child and youth put and youth there um, and uh, you are living now in, in in Finland but travel all across the country what is your assessment you gave a, a very interesting insight when we were meeting just a few moments ago Sergei please Sergei Popov uh, first of all I would like to tell that uh, 23rd of February the Russia celebrate the day of Red Army you know it's it's a national day when the ladies sent a present to the men's they call uh, it was coming tradition from soviet union so it's day of red army now they change name like it's day of uh, country protector or something like that um, but in any way like it's men's day so it's next day 24th today they start this war it's everything has a, a spiritual meaning meaning and um I know what information I told uh, Jürgen that uh, last year, uh, more than half a year, uh, Putin and his Minister of Defense Shai Shaigu uh, really involved in, in pagan, in shaman worship. And it's true, uh, they are was been in Siberia. And I think that uh, background, all this conflict, I don't want to, you know, everything. Uh, that it's a, first of all spiritual and then it's coming to a physical the con today is a situation like that that uh ukraine attacked from uh from belarusia from the north from the south it's uh from uh, Odessa is blocked by a uh, russian fleet and from east from the separatist repub uh, uh, republics like they in call independent republic so it's from sort of third time a third side and the from west even it is one a separatist uh, region was made by russia 30 years ago in moldova called Nistria, uh, transnistria and they have a, a air force base and now airplanes coming from there so actually ukraine in the ring it's a ring of course it's some corridors around to moldova and to uh, Romania, uh, but serious situation is very serious. And uh, I would like just to encourage you to pray, of course, if it is spiritual warfare, but secondly, it's, it, it will affect, unfortunately, all of us. When you are sitting in far away, in, and if Russia will be succeed, it will be very bad example for China and from other countries that you can do it without any moral rules. And last uh, maybe year, I feel it especially because I, I'm watching Russian media. It was so much lie. It's incredible. 
lie and brainwash of public public so uh, i it looks like for me it was same like uh, a hitler time when the brainwash of a great nation of germans so uh, it's uh, um, a lot of people in russia really believe they do a good thing to kill brother uh, people of other nation which is brothers have a almost same language and they understand each other so devil is has a succeed today and we have to pray that god will smash this plan spiritual plan to make a spiritual uh, division and make this anger and blood shares because it's uh, this blood share covered not only this is uh, now part of europe it might be uh, come to the many countries in the world because example of blood share and if it will be succeed even on some levels it will encourage many uh, same kind of leaders like putin and we have to pray that god change mind and give a uh, uh, give a wisdom to leaders not make a division between each other but found a way how they can stay against it because it's again as to it's against all of us all the churches and i have example that uh, when the russian troops come to the um, the separatist area in eastern uh, ukraine they first of all they destroyed the churches churches of, of, of uh, special protestant churches and i i have a pictures and witnesses that in some churches they put in cross instead of cross machine gun and it's it's horrible so uh, and if you uh, uh, realize how many churches in ukraine and uh, how uh, it was it was real revival there maybe not like we expect it might be but it was for these years of freedom open many many churches and this is a really danger for believers because what they do they accept only orthodox church and they destroy all the other protestant church so i want to ask you to pray especially about our brothers and sisters who protestant uh, churches there are a lot of them messianic messianic churches protestant churches then all other churches in even ukrainian uh, orthodox church they will be uh, uh, they will be punished because uh, putin already said that we we brainwash ukrainian nationalistic spirit so it's mean they need to kill or uh, millions of people and if it's will i'm sure god will not allow it but we need again prayer support for this all what's what's face maybe tomorrow and next week it will be crucial thank you well Sergey, thanks so much and what you said about the protestant churches it's very important you know because uh, one of the claims russia is making is that well they are there's no difference between them and us they are one of us so they feel uh, legitimized to to do what they are doing but one big difference to of ukraine to russia is that uh, the reformation lutheran lutheran or protestant christianity entered into the ukraine in the 17th century but it never penetrated over to russia there's a very strong uh, lutheran tradition and also what you said i think one of the largest if not the largest messianic church in the world is located in in the ukraine 
And uh, it is a, a, a place where really the kingdom of God has been growing over recent decades. And let's continue uh, to pray for them. And of and course, this, yes, sorry. go uh, ahead. Sorry, if, yeah. if it was a pro uh, sorry one question. The, uh, the propaganda is told that all uh, Protestant Christian church are associated with the Western culture. You know, so they put uh, uh, real Christian people <coughs> who believe in God, that they are part of po political system of Western countries. And this is a, a lie, and this is not true, because they are, are being, uh, Bible not commands from any Western politi politicians. Mm. And they not supported, if they supported by some money support, it doesn't mean that they are uh, like agent of Western politician system. So they are in bad situation. Amen. Let, let me read you a psalm from the Word of God, Psalm 46, and let us pray according to that. Um, in this next prayer session, I would like to ask uh, Stephen Milpuri. I know you try to connect, but somehow we lost your sound uh, in it. I do see Mike Niebel. Mike, can I call upon you to pray with us for the Ukraine? And uh, that would be wonderful. And also Pastor uh, Yehu Chan, Elder Yehu Chan from Singapore, if I can ask you to pray. Uh, Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waves roar and foam, though the mountains trembles at its swelling. Now listen to that. But there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in her midst. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, but he utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob. He is our fortress, Selah. Come and behold the work of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease. Listen to that. He makes wars cease at the end of the earth, and he breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, he is our fortress. And let's pray this in particular for the churches in the Ukraine. And please, Pastor Stephen, uh, Yehu, and uh, also Mike, if you're available to pray, please lead us in prayer. Thank you, Dr. Jurgen. I'm sorry my connection is just faltering, but what you read was exactly what I was starting to pray earlier. And Lord, yes, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, you are the all-powerful, almighty God. And control for this red you so that you make wars to cease so we call upon you in the name of jesus that you will move powerfully in, in the uh, hearts of these people who are in authority in russia in ukraine lord that you will turn their hearts around lord in the name of jesus and that you will make this spirit of warfare to cease in Jesus' name, Lord God, that bloodshed and destruction will be made to cease in the name of Jesus. We call upon you by ourselves. We 
can do nothing, but you have all the power to, to stop this war and the carnage that is going with it. And we pray in Jesus, Lord, that yes, there will be a revival of your children in Ukraine and even in Russia to call out to you in prayer to bow down before you and, and go Lord, and, and cry out to you in the name of Jesus, that there will be a unity, Lord God, of both peoples, Lord, and even your children all over the earth right now, during this very critical time, we're all together in unity. It's up to you, Father, and that you will respond, Lord. You will turn the situation around. It, it seems impossible, but nothing is impossible with you, Father. So as we call upon based your word, O oh God, we pray that it be so in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Yugen. I just came back from a three-hour revival fire conference organized by our church to pray for revival. So I pray in unison with every one of you that, Lord, God, you are indeed our refuge and strength in the present time of help. We thank you, Father. We thank you for you know the beginning from the end. We pray for wisdom. We pray for your shalom peace on the people in Ukraine. We pray that you will rise up warriors who are resolute in understanding the time and the season and give them the spirit that they know what they ought to do. We thank you, Lord, because you say so. Be still and know that I am God. We give you all the glory and all the praises because you stay on the throne and you laugh despite the fact that the nation rage, but you are in full control of the situation. We pray, Lord, that in your wrath, remember mercy. And this time we pray for revival, revival fire to come forth. In the midst of despair, revival fire will come forth, Lord, that the people in Ukraine will come to know you. We thank you, Father, for you are indeed God. And in Proverbs 15, verse 29, the Lord is far from the wicked. Amen. The Lord is far from the wicked. Proverbs 15, 29. But he hears the prayer of the righteous. So, Father, we come together in the name of Yeshua, in the name of the United Nations under the banner of ICJ, the men and women of righteousness, we come to you in one accord and we pray. Hear us, Lord. Turn the situation around. Nothing is impossible for you. Turn the heart of people to know you and to cry it out as they pray in gift. They pray for your presence and when your fire come, your revival fire come, men will be strong. They will roar like lions and they will roar out and be still to know that you are God. We thank you, Abba. In the mighty name of Yeshua, we again speak shalom. Shalom to the people in Ukraine. Shalom to the people in Russia that they know, Lord, they cannot fight against a God of might, the God of Israel. We thank you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Jurgen, just before I pray, I was reminded of the dream that Andrew Brunson had in prison. While he didn't have any access to any news, he saw Russia, Iran, and Turkey coming together. And he said, when that happens, the nation should take note. 
And I think there's a side of all of this that I want to pray into just as well for the Middle East, but also how it affects Europe, because obviously this whole this whole event is going to shake Europe. It probably already is shaking Europe. And uh, in a way, we're all praying. Many of us are praying that, you know, Europe will come back into its calling. Uh, but it also affects very much the Middle East and how these nations all relate together. So, Lord, we we acknowledge that, Lord, you, um, that you sit rightly on the throne of the nations. But ultimately, Lord... You have you're the one that's to inherit the nations, that your desire is the nations will worship and serve you. And Lord, we you allow, it seems to me, in some way, these conflicts, these shakings to take place, that men will look up, that men will look up. And so, Lord, we pray for these nations that are involved in the Middle East, Iran, Turkey, and how this affects them, and the nations that are coming together against Israel. But Lord, also we pray for the nations of Europe in all this time as well. Lord, that there would be a waking up that as you shake the nations, Lord, men will lift up their eyes unto their Redeemer. And Lord, they will see that there is no hope in national entities and blocks and war, but there's only hope in the Lord of all the earth, the God who's made heaven and earth. Lord, we pray for mercy on Ukraine. We pray for people that are at risk. We pray for uh, orphans. We pray for widows. We pray for those around the nations in a time of winter. When these things happen, just services are gone. So Lord, we pray for divine mercy on the people of Ukraine at this time. Lord, we know that you've touched this nation. The largest messianic congregation exists in this nation. And Lord, there has been a, a, a different movements around the nations, great movings to you. And Lord, God, we ask that Lord, you would even fan more flames of fire. People would would, would not grow cold when evil is, is running rampant. But Lord, you will cause believers to lay down their lives for one another in love during these times. Lord, we pray for your church will stand strong, that it will do exploits in this time, and that it will see help from heaven, even in the midst of these wars, rumors of wars, even in the midst of all the confusion and chaos, that Lord, that your love will shine through, and Lord, your believers will stand strong, and they will lead people into the kingdom. And Lord, we pray for the Middle East as they watch, and for Europe as they watch, that Lord, they will wake up during this time. They will understand that we're coming into a very crucial time, and that Lord, there is a God in heaven who can be depended on, who is true, who is just, who rules the nations. And Lord, we, we also ask right now from this place in Israel that you would give the leaders of this nation wisdom on how to respond at this time, that they'll know what Israel to do, and it will take its place among the nations on the side of re the redemptive purpose of God in all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 And thanks so much, Mike, for sharing this stream of uh... Uh, Brother Branson, this was, uh, I think, is, is it written in his book that he was writing? That he saw a dream without, without, any, without any knowledge of what was happening in the news. He saw a dream of Russia, Iran, and Turkey coming together. Hmm. Well, I think it's definitely a time of being watchful, what's happening. And uh, Nicole, if I can ask you to check your WhatsApp. Um, um, and it will come in a minute, you know, you just said you, you prayed for the orphans, you prayed for the needy people, and it's one thing to pray for the Ukraine and for the disaster, but uh, we also need to follow up with actions and with some practical support there, and uh, we will have in a few minutes uh, 
a, a very practical avenue how we can help right now also practically we need to pray that's absolutely important but it's also show good to show very practical help nicole will update us on, on some of the projects how we can get involved but peter um how do you see this how do you see this in a prophetic scheme i, I did see in a in a in one of the uh, questions that uh, one of the brothers were sending in the chat section was uh, like linking up to that what mike just shared is this the time when Gog and Markov will go to the south? How do you see this whole situation right now? And uh, how can we pray in this difficult and challenging time? Well, thank you, Jürgen. Uh, first of all, I, I want to confirm what uh, Pastor Pokhtar um, said about the uh, Russian and Ukrainian immigrants in Israel, that uh, as a whole, uh, they're standing together and their Israeli identity really binds them together uh, and uh, rather than, than causes uh, conflict. And certainly in the Messianic congregations, there's a, there's a united uh, sense uh, among the Russian-speaking uh, population, which is a good percentage of the Messianic body uh, here in the land. On our own staff, uh, we have um, uh, Ukrainian uh, immigrant families uh, who still have family members in the Ukraine. So one of the requests I'd like to make is that in this, uh, it's tremendous shock and um, that, that they're facing, they're hearing explosions, uh, missiles are landing. Um, and, um, you know, the natural human reaction would be panic and some type of hysteria. And uh, I believe it's really important uh, that we pray. Um, we pray for peace, for shalom to be upon those who are in the Ukraine right now, that they don't make bad decisions uh, in, in panic. Uh, and that uh, God will give them a, a sense of confidence. I'm thinking of uh, the words of Psalm 27, that uh, even though uh, an enemy, a host arise against me, I'll still have my confidence in God and that uh, I'll keep uh, being in his uh, presence. One thing have I desired of the Lord and that I will seek after to be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Uh, this was where uh, King David received his strength when he was uh, assailed by enemies. And I'd, I'd like to ask for prayer for the messianic a remnant in the Ukraine uh, and in the Russian-speaking world, that this will be a moment of standing strong. The other scripture that comes to me is uh, from Ephesians 6, uh, that is, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and, uh, and uh, powers of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Uh, let's not make any, any mistake about this, that uh, Vladimir Putin, this is a demonically inspired uh, uh, autocratic, uh, uh, lawless uh, invasion of of, uh, of um, almost defenseless country, uh, and um, I'm thinking of Matthew chapter 24. Here in Israel, we were uh, emerging from the coronavirus uh, Omicron wave. Uh, our government uh, announced that the the doors would be opened uh, to foreign tourists. Uh, there was a, a, a hope that was growing in us of a return to normalcy. And this is an immediate uh, uh, step into a, another contraction of the uh, birth pangs of the end times. Uh, and uh, Yeshua, of course, uh, clearly described this in Matthew 24. He said there will be wars, rumors of wars. Uh, see that you're not troubled by these things. They must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Uh, but these are the beginning of birth pangs. Uh, later in that same chapter, there's a verse that uh, because lawlessness is increased, the love of many will grow cold. 
And uh, this is a lawless. This is a rise of an autocratic leader who is a law unto himself. This is lawlessness in the eyes of God. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, against uh, the, the order of, of the Lord's kingdom. And um, we need to pray against the spirit of lawlessness and pray that God will pour the fire of passion upon the believing remnant in the Ukraine. Um, I see this as, a, as, a, as the beginning of a change in the world order, that um, the autocratic regimes, uh, Russia being uh, one of them, China being another, are taking this opportunity to rise against what they see as a divided and weakened America. Uh, and um, it remains to be seen uh, uh, whether they're right or whether they're wrong, but uh, I think we can look forward to some real disruptions uh, in the future. And um, Vladimir Putin, this is a, a really a risk for him. Uh, some people don't realize that the economy of Russia is only about 5% of the size of the economy of the United States. They are not a, a really powerful, wealthy nation. And one of the reasons I think he wants to take Ukraine is to increase the size of his economy. Um, they're, they're, a, they're a geographically great nation, Peter? I think we just... Uh, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit larger than Italy. Uh, Peter, and, can uh, you Peter, can you repeat the last sentence? We just missed uh, uh, the last half minute of you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Maybe it's the Lord telling me, be concise. <laughs> you know, Russia is, is not a mighty economic power. And... Um, they're, you know, they're about one fifth the size of the American economy. Uh, they punch uh, far above their weight, however. And what's driving uh, Vladimir Putin is he wants to to make uh, to recapture some of the the greatness that they once felt under the under their Soviet uh, Soviet communism. So we need to pray against this spirit. And I really believe that it's a, it's a spiritual warfare and we have a, a, a remnant and representatives of nations to pray against the spirit of lawlessness that is driving this, uh, to, to pray that uh, the damage would be mitigated, uh, to pray that, uh, that Russia will be turned back and prevented from taking over all of Ukraine. I believe that we can still pray this and we can pray that their plans will be will be confounded that they will be they will be thwarted uh so um i believe it's really an important battle for us for us to fight and it's not the the uh not the end of things it's really the beginning of a, of a new series of, of conflicts i would um i guess it was uh pastor stephen you said uh, look out for for china um the taiwanese uh people are watching this very very carefully because they're in a similar situation. They're, they're a, a, a part of the Chinese-speaking world that the, that the mainland government, under a similar autocratic uh, leader who has virtually been, uh, been given uh, uh, governing powers for life, like uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, they claim uh, the mainland China, of course, uh, claims Taiwan as a, as a part of China, as a legitimate part of China. And they feel that their takeover of, of Taiwan would be legitimate uh, from the point of view of their people. So um, 
could we could we pray and and just stand uh, and stand guard, take our place? We're the watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem, and uh, this is these are the battles of our time. Um, this is how how big wars start. <laughs> you know, this is this is a, a huge struggle that uh, that we're just beginning, and we need to take a a firm stance uh, in uh, in the spirit. So, if, if it's all right with you, uh, Jurgen, I'd like to just lead in that prayer. Lord, you said that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. And, and we stand uh, for the order of the kingdom of God. And we stand uh, for your people in every nation, particularly today. We stand for the remnant of believers, uh, born-again Christians and Messianic Jews in the nation of the Ukraine. We also pray for, for your believers in the Russian-speaking world. And we stand with them in the name of Yeshua. We, we hold up their arms uh, in the name of the Lord. We pray that you will give them victory. We pray that you will give them security that they will take refuge in the sanctuary of God, that their eyes will be upon Yeshua, the author and the finisher of their faith. Uh, they, they will not be intimidated. They will not be, become fearsome. They will fight against the spirit of panic. And we stand with them against this spirit of lawlessness, this dark, brutal uh, aggression, uh, this naked human aggression against uh, a sovereign people. And we pray in the name of the Lord that you'll cause it to stop, that you'll stand against it, we stand against it. Lord, build us up in the spirit. Cause your spiritual warriors to uh, emerge uh, through your church. People who have a clear vision, who have uh, understand what the will of the Lord is and understand our authority when we stand in prayer under the blood of Yeshua. So Lord, we, we pray, Father, for those residents uh, in uh, the city of Kiev and in other cities um, throughout the Ukraine, we pray against panic. We pray that they, they will have a supernatural shalom and they will wait until the situation begins to stabilize before they make uh, decisions. Uh, and and uh, we pray for your protection over the population. And as has been mentioned before, Lord, we pray uh, that there will be less bloodshed uh, and that there will, will be, uh, you will prevent un unnecessary slaughter of, of humans in, in this uh, aggressive invasion that's taking place. So we pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen, amen. Thanks so much, Peter. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, uh, that's what um, our German foreign minister said today. He says, this morning we were waking up to a new world order. And um, that this was, it's uh, our world is not the same anymore. And it's in a strong signal indeed to China I believe also countries like Iran, they do, they do all realize that the West is not anymore a strong power uh, they need to reckon with, but that they get away with much more than they could have gotten away in past years. Um, I just got a, a WhatsApp message from Mike Niebuhr that he uh, just shared with me well, what, what we spoke about uh, Turkey and about uh, Iran. <clears throat> We, we do see maybe already a foreshadow of that is that uh, after the foreign minister of Israel today in a quite surprising strong way criticized the move of, uh, of, of Putin of invading Russia um, within minutes within minutes there was a response from uh, from Russia where uh, Russia calls Israel to remove itself from the Golan Heights saying you are illegally illegally 
occupying the goal line height. So uh, it's a very planned uh, uh, power game in play. They they do are they are watching Israel, and it's part of the equation probably that he is calculating right now. And I would like to ask Moimir uh, to pray for this uh, whole global situation, and also David Parson and Moimir, you you have been. Uh, raised we you shared your testimony just a few days ago with our staff that you have been interrogated you have been living in a nation that was under the rule of kgb in czech republic maybe you want to add a few words and then if you lead us in prayer and also david parsons if you can lead us in a prayer to pray for the new realities that we are facing around the world today indeed jürgen i will start with a very personal recollection uh, i was six years old when on we, the whole country of Czechoslovakia woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of military jets and the tanks rolling in the streets. It was the 21st of August, 1968. And that was the time when Russia offered so-called brotherly assistance, which means that they invaded an independent country with the sole reason that Czechoslovakia at that time tried to pursue a relatively independent policy. And uh, this is exactly, it's, it's uh, uh, really chilling to see how exactly the whole pattern is copied. There had been military maneuvers uh, uh, near the borders of Czechoslovakia. The troops remained there for a few weeks and then they invaded from all sides. And uh, so we see the same happening and we see it for the very same reason. Because uh, the only crime of Ukraine was to try to pursue independent policy. And uh, we see from this that uh, whether it is called the Soviet Union or it is Russia or it was the Tsarist Russia, it is the same pattern repeating over centuries. And it reveals this imperialist spirit of Russia trying to dominate, to dominate others. And uh, uh, it is spread through lies and violence. And I think we have to first of all, speak the truth and stand against the spirit uh, of the one who we know where the inspiration comes from. The devil is uh, coming only to destroy, lie and steal. And unfortunately, the current ruler is just another incarnation of those evil people who have sown uh, havoc uh, all around uh, there in many nations around Russia. So. This is my take on it, and let's just pray. Lord, we uh, cry for mercy. Lord, we see that you have all control over all the world, and we just uh, uh, are crying for mercy for the situation in Russia and Ukraine. Lord, we know what the plans of the devil are. We know that he comes to steal, to murder, to kill, and to lie, and Lord, we just, stand against that and we ask you to first of all have mercy and stop the bloodshed if possible to stop to shorten this time of uh, uh, bloodshed and uh, persecution and uh, and violence may putin stop and may he not go further because we don't know where he goes. We don't know how far he can go. We understand that it is not only rational what he's doing. He is uh, under a strong influence of uh, dark forces and we just come against them. 
Lord, we know that this battle is not against flesh and blood, and we come in the name of Jesus against those powers and principalities and rulers which currently have moved the Russian president to do what the devil had planned. But we declare that the Lord sits on his throne. To him belongs all the power and all the glory. And Lord, we just call upon you, arise and your enemies be scattered. Arise, O oh Lord, arise and the enemies will be scattered. Arise and dismantle the lies that are going out. Arise and speak to the hearts of people. Reveal the truth and protect those who are innocent and who are now in jeopardy. Lord, make sh shorten, shorten this time of war and bloodshed as much as possible. We cry for mercy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so hallelujah. I, um, I think there's a lot of suffering and fear uh, going on right now among a lot of civilians all over Ukraine who were not expecting this war to come to, to them so personally, so quickly. And, uh, you know, there's people at these airports that are being attacked. There's civilians. They're cleaning, you know, the floors and whatever. And uh, I think there's a trauma over the whole nation that will be long-lasting. And I think we're seeing something that is uh, really um, uh, Putin uh, and some around him have been uh, trying to plan for many years, uh, you know, a real sense of humiliation that Russia lost the Cold War. And this is, we're seeing uh, some of the revenge from that. And it's a real shame. And I think the heart of it, when we say dark forces and such, um, uh, Derek Prince uh, listened to a teaching recently of him where he talked about pride. We all have to deal with it. And the scripture that says pride comes before a fall, it actually says before destruction. Pride comes before destruction. And, and Derek Prince said, uh, even from his own personal experience in World War II, that national pride is one of the hardest things for any of us to deal with. And I know I, I have it in America as an American, sometimes I'm, I'm embarrassed and, and uh, by the way some Americans beat their chest with patriotism and, and such, you know. And it's so great to be part of the family of God and to have our identity in Christ where there's neither Jew nor Greek nor Ukrainian nor Russian or whatever. And that that sort of pride cannot penetrate right now uh, even when we talk about the China and the Chinese, we love all the Chinese that are on here. We love all the Russians, the Ukrainians, and we know we have an eternal future. But, you know, here's this national pride that has brought this, this war, a very deliberate war upon us. But I'm praying right now that there would be deep, deep regret among uh, the Russian people. And even, even among Ukrainians, the Ukrainians have a certain history of when Germany invaded and some of them helped. And, and the Russians, of course, the Russian people suffered, but now they're inflicting suffering on the Ukrainians for not sort of sticking with them and wanting to be free and independent. And I just pray that there be deep, deep regret 
for all that's taking place that that both peoples allowed it to come to this and that this be a key to the revival that many have seen coming in this nations that it would unlock the the regret and the conviction would unlock a deep repentance and calling on God among the Ukrainian Russian people that would even impact Europe. I mean, Europe's going to be impacted. Uh, you know, good thing we're getting close to the end of winter, but uh, so much of Europe is heated by Russian natural gas and they're going to feel it. And the whole world, this is going to keep reverberating. But I just pray right now, Lord, that uh, we trust in your sovereignty, that we trust in your goodness. Lord, that you can stay the hand of evil doers. Uh, Lord, uh, you rise up one and take down another. You allowed Pharaoh to be hardened. You allowed uh, people like Hitler to arise. You're sovereign somehow in your purposes, Lord, and all the, the horrors of the Holocaust and everything that happened in World War II, you still had purpose in it. And and Europe recovered and Israel was born. And we know even now in this tragedy, in this war, you will accomplish your purposes. And Lord, we, we believe there will be revival, even the Pentecostal revival we've seen since Azusa Street here in the last hundred and some years, it really uh, started, people started hearing about it, that it started happening in Southern Russia among the Pentecostal Baptists. And Lord, we know there's been revival in these areas before and in Eastern Europe, even among the Jewish people. And we're contending now for a deep repentance and conviction to come upon the peoples of these two nations as they're facing off. Let the destruction in, Lord, this pride that comes before the destruction. Let them, before it gets so bad, fall on their knees on both sides of the borders and say, let's stop this, let's stop this. We, we are really interrelated, we're close, our families, we're intermarried and all of this, and let's stop this horror. And Lord, we pray that it would lead to deep repentance before you and a move of the Holy Spirit to bring them into the light of your glorious kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thanks so much, David. And it's absolutely right. There is definitely a big measure of uh, um, humiliation that is being felt in Russia today over the last decades where they saw the uh, the enormous power of the Soviet empire shrinking already, almost on a yearly basis. And uh, so this is unfolding itself. And uh, it's very timely reminded, David, about that uh, pride is leading to destruction. And I think that's a reminder for all of us. Now, I said in the beginning of this call, it's not only important to pray, but it's also important to act practically. And in particular, there is a large Jewish community in the former Soviet Union in Ukraine. I think we have some 200,000 in Russia. There are even far more than that. And the ICJ's privileged to have uh, our man on the ground. I almost would have said our man in Havana, but it's actually our man in St. Petersburg. 
and he's coming uh, to us right now uh, from Russia and uh, is giving us a first-hand report from the Jewish agency. We are uh, today we have been in very close connection with them. What they are doing today on the ground, and how old if you have an update from your perspective on what's taking place right now, how we can help, how the ICJ is helping right now, and Nicole, if you have anything from your side also to add to that, please. <clears throat> Thank you, Jurgen. It's um, it's good it's good to be with you all today. And uh, first of all, I just want to mention that I have a big burden for our Ukrainian branch, the branch leader, Pastor Valery Alayev, and and Bishop Commandant, and all the other wonderful brothers and sisters. And that all five hundred of us today would lift up that prayer to them, to to the Lord, to ask that He would pour out His Spirit upon them for comfort, for wisdom, for strength and for courage to go through this difficult time. It, it, this morning, things really changed, Jurgen, and uh, Nicole reached out to the Jewish agency and they finally gave us a, a definite request on how we can help in Western Ukraine. And it looks like right now, the only way out of the country is to Poland and some of the other countries in the West. The uh, embassy of Israel has been moved to the city of Lvov, Lviv, and the Jewish agency has evacuated most of their people, with the exception of the flight group team who are still in, in Kiev. So the, the government of Israel is trying to open a passage, a new, a new path in the wilderness, which is a term that we've often heard to get people out to the, to the west to safety in Poland. The 82nd Airborne has deployed 3,800 men in an airport about an hour from Lvov across the border. And this airport could be used for Israeli uh, airplanes to come and pick people up and they would be well covered. But all this is in, in flux and we're not exactly sure uh, <clears throat> what is going to happen. Thank you for bringing up the, the prophecy about the Russian revival. I can tell you my testimony that starting in 1986 when ICJ took on Aliyah's uh, official international ministry. I personally entered into revival, which was triggered by the Chernobyl accident, horrible thing that happened. And God began to pour out his spirit all over the Soviet Union. People like Jay and Merrill went in on amazing missions to, to help out. And this revival grew and built up uh, until into the 19, early 1990s. I've seen hundreds of thousands of people come to Lord and been healed, and probably the biggest blessing in my life. It was connected with the move of Valia, and it also happened in Ukraine during that time and other Soviet republics. And we had a second one recently when the first war with Ukraine and Russia happened. There was another revival in Ukraine, open heavens. And, and uh, we have a wonderful branch as a result of that outpouring. And so I think whatever whatever is going to happen, and we hope it doesn't take long, there'll be again another wave of Aliyah from the three countries where we've been working, and we'll see this move of God that we're all all praying for. I'm, I'm very hopeful for that. I can tell you, speaking, I'm in the St. Petersburg office, which we opened years ago, and people in Russia are also stunned what's happening. They don't know what to think. They're not allowed to think very much, and no one could imagine that it that would happen. But we, we're ready to react and we're ready to help. And I think Nicole in a minute will give the practical details of what we've been asked to do just this morning. The request came just this morning. Thank you for this opportunity. 
and God bless you all, and thank you for your prayers for us and our staff here in Russia. We're fine right now. Amen. We will pray for you, and we will pray for another wave of revival, Howard. Thank you, Jürgen. Yes, so uh, it's really a pleasure to be able to share with you. Indeed, just this morning, I was uh, right away, as soon as we had the news, was in contact with the Jewish Agency for information about what's going on on the ground. As Howard has pointed out, things remain quite in flux. Meetings were happening at the time, still determining uh, safe routes and permissions and negotiations for countries to the west of where it could potentially uh, move people. You have to understand it's an extremely complicated operation. Um, we talk about 200,000 Jewish people in the Ukraine and they're spread all over the place. And you can imagine with the reports we've already heard with attacks going on all different places, it can be very difficult. They're gonna to need to be bused to locations uh, of refuge and then uh, taken across the border, whichever border is, it works out that they can go over. And then they'll need to uh, be flown to Israel. This is in the midst of many people trying to uh, escape this area right now. Uh, we hope that there will be favor for the Jewish people coming through because they have a place to go to. I'm sure many preparations are going on in Europe in general for potential refugees and whatnot. Um, the need that we've been asked to help with is helping with the, the buses, helping with the flights, helping with the maybe the week or few weeks uh, of time people may need to be in refuge areas and for really urgent integration once they land in Israel. Um, if you want to know, everything right now is sort of estimates, but if you want to know right now some of the costs that might be involved in that, for, for getting people out on buses and maybe on a flight to Israel, it could be something like $900 per person. If we're talking about maybe a need for some people to just remain in a refuge area, whether they eventually leave or, or um, you know, to come to Israel or maybe are able to you know, wait a little bit longer and, and to work out details uh, of their own personal lives. It might be something like a $500 uh, per person just for those weeks of, of staying in refuge areas. And then when they come to Israel for the first month of urgent um, integration costs, maybe something like $600 per person. So really, However, um, you know, obviously we're standing ready. If there's anything that we're able to do even physically on the ground, we, we have people who are, are willing and, and ready to step in on that. We could really ask for your prayers um, on, on this regard. Um, but really, this is a golden opportunity for us to show in a very practical way how much we love the people of Israel. And, you know, obviously we wanna state very clearly that the concern is for Jewish communities in all of the affected areas, not just in the Ukraine. Um, airspace is closed across uh, all the countries in that area right now. And so, you know, normally we're seeing a good Aliyah coming also from Russia, but at the moment with air, airways closed, it's not able to come from there either. So uh, just, um, we need to be prayerful, but we also need to be active. And so this is our opportunity to, to really show, to put our money where our mouth is, as they say. So I just appreciate your prayers for all of this. Yeah. Yeah, like, like Nicole said, that's an amazing opportunity how we can really show to Israel, but also to the Jewish people that we care for them. And I'm not sure if we can have a link there. Um, there is, a, I just see, thanks so much. 
there is the link, please copy that or write it down. I think it's difficult to copy paste, but just write down in the chat section. There is a link right now, on.ich.org slash Aliyah. Um, this is right now, or you can also go to our donation page and put down Ukrainian crisis or something like that. We know where it is uh, targeted to, and we can allocate the funds to uh, the special uh, emergency that is taking place right now. And um, I, I, I think it's important for us to share this with as many people as possible that right now there's a, an amazing need. Um, we, we don't know yet how many people are coming. We just talked to the Jewish agency today. I spoke with them uh, later on today. They said everything is in flux right now. Everybody was surprised how quickly it was happening. Nobody saw it coming so quickly. The Jewish community in Ukraine was not uh, sure that uh, this is uh, uh, coming so because the the, uh, the Aliyah uh, rates in recent months were not dramatically increasing. They felt they were uh, relatively safe in the Ukraine. But today, of course, is a massive game changer and uh, there is an emergency. And it's, uh, um, it's important for us to stand in. If you go to our donation page, write in Ukraine, and maybe if we can make a donation link also, uh, David, if that is possible with the Ukrainian crisis, especially uh, that this is something that goes straight to what is happening right now in the in this uh, crisis. I think this would be amazing. And let's pray for that. Let's pray for a wave of generosity, a wave of prayer also. Those prayer points today that you heard, please make them part of your daily prayer schedule also in your prayer groups. But also let's pray there will be a wave of generosity that will be uh, released uh, around the world to stand in solidarity and friendship, in particular with the Jewish community in the Ukraine. And uh, I would like to ask Brian Sylvester and, and Gottfried if you could pray uh, for those projects that, uh, um, you know, the, the prophet uh, Isaiah said, he says, there will come a time I will speak to the north, give them up, and let's just command this in faith uh, to the northern country, Ukraine in that case, that, they, that this will lead to a, a new wave of Aliyah and of a massive return of Jewish people from that area. And thanks so much, Nicole, and also how again for the update so uh, Gottfried and Brian if you if I can ask you in uh, to pray for that yes thank you thank you um, Jürgens and my father he was 25 years ago in captivity in Russia after World War II and he came back after four and a half years actually God saved his life in a in a um, miraculous way and he came back and he told us when we were children the Russians are good people this is what we often heard he was fluently in Russia after four and a half years in Russia and he said the Russians are good people and I believe <clears throat> for God so loved the Russian people and for God so loved the Ukraine the people from the Ukraine he, he loves both people, and we should pray for both people, for the Russian people and for the Ukraine people. <clears throat> and his, his goal is to, to save the Russian people and the Ukraine people. And let's pray together for <clears throat> these wonderful people in Russia and in the Ukraine. Father in heaven, 
You are the Lord, you are the God, you made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And we know that you love the Russians and that you love the Ukraine people. And we see that the nations rage. We see that the rulers are <clears throat> gathered together against you and against um, your wonderful law and your, your wonderful Torah and that the people trying to get rid of your law. And we ask that you come with your spirit to Russia, to, Russia, to the Ukraine. We ask that, um, <clears throat> that you bring through the conflict the people to your wonderful name and to salvation. And we ask um, for a special protection for the Jewish people in the whole region. We ask that you save the Jewish people, that you support them and that you help them in a very special way. We ask for salvation and we ask that the Jewish people are making their way to Israel. And Lord, thank you that we are gathering here from all nations, from many nations in the world, and we call up your name and we say and we ask you that you stretch out your arm and please come with signs and wonders in this region that the people um, are beginning to turn to you and thanks Thank you, Lord, that you will do a wonderful work and a wonderful thing in this whole region. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord, we just again touched your heart, Lord, again. Even this country has prayed for us there, Father. I'm reminding who you are, Lord, and your Father, as you, Father, as you look out upon a, a broken world, Lord, how again your heart must be saddened, Lord God, Father, as you see. Uh, yet another conflict arising here. Lord, you've heard our cries today, our heart, Lord. We're, we're just reaching out to you. Lord, we know that you're the only person that can come in and stop this, Lord, and change the hearts of men, Lord, and show a different way, that your way is a way of peace. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. Yet, Lord, we know, Lord, Father, that these things are to happen, as you have said, in the, in the times in which we're living, and there will be wars and rumors of wars. And so we come today, Lord, just completely dependent upon you. Have your way, Lord, in, in the situation. Have your way, Lord, in our hearts and through our ministry, Lord. We just offer ICJ, Lord, to you again today as, as we all come together. Lord, have your way through us, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord God, today. Let us be faithful, Lord God, through which your love can flow through us as a movement, Lord, even in this situation, that we can reach out, Lord, uh, again, as we've heard the appeal be hard and Nicole, Lord. We just pray, Father, where we can help, Lord, we can reach out, Lord, to touch and to bless, to help the Jewish people, Lord, who are caught up in a situation again, Lord, as we were in the middle of this. And we just pray, Father, that you would reach out and touch them today. We pray, Father, that you would calm their hearts, Lord God, Father, at this time, remove fear and anxiety, Lord, and just pray that you would, Lord, help them, Lord, to be in touch with the Jewish agency, Lord, and, and to make that route, Lord God, that God, to get to on the buses, Lord, to the across the borders or to the airport or where they can get the planes back. And may this be an opportunity, Lord, again, for your prophetic word to be fulfilled, that you are gathering your people, Lord God, in these days from across the nations to fulfill your word, Father, because the time is coming when Messiah will come and his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives in that glorious day. So I touch your hearts again. We bless you, God, and thank you for this time of prayer. And we give you all the praise and glory, Lord, knowing that you reign, Lord, you are in control, Father, of it all. 
And we thank you, Lord, that you never change. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that your purposes, your plans in the end will all be fulfilled for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. And thank you so much, everybody, on this call. It was uh, a different webinar than we announced. And uh, but we just felt the current crisis required a special answer. And uh, want to thank every participant that added. I think each one of them well added very valuable information. Uh, we will see if we can get you a summary of some of the prayer points in this coming days. Uh, all those who are have registered for this call or who who came into this <coughs> excuse me call. And I very, very well remember what my brother just said, how our father who came back some 70 years ago from uh, after four and a half years of prison, prison camp, I indeed said it many times, that the Russians are good people. That's what he repeated again and again when he spoke about that time. He was treated well, and it was a system, of course, that uh, um, was bad to everybody at the time, but it was the people, he said, they were very warm-hearted. And uh, the, let me tell you this as a closing word, is that even in the midst of this conflict, you know, the Lord is not taking sides. He's not against the Russians, he's not against the Ukrainians, but he's collecting and saving people on both sides. And this is what uh, I remember very well, Sergei, when we were traveling many years ago with our wives through Germany, and we were sharing our testimonies, how my father was saved fighting on the German side in World War II, and uh, the Lord found him, and your father was fighting on the Russian side, and the Lord saved him. And there was a, a war raging, and the Lord was picking from all the different sides and the different from his people out that he wanted to add into the kingdom of God. And I believe that's what God is doing also in this time is where he's uh, moving in a strange pur purpose. We don't understand everything, and we have to pray for peace. We have to pray for his shalom to come to the region quickly, but also we need to trust the Lord that he is in control, that he is seated on the throne. And with those words, I want to close the webinar. Thanks, everybody who was joining us. Thanks so much for uh, all the contributors today. It was really a blessing. And uh, please keep praying for Ukraine. Also, please stay tuned. There might be in the coming days and weeks, uh, maybe even another prayer meeting coming up in that regard as things might unfold in the region. So please stay tuned for more information from us. Go to our webpage. Make sure that you are uh, joining um, us also in a practical way that we can show your love and your support to the Jewish people in Ukraine, but also in Russia. God bless you and shalom. Shalom, shalom. 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 Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next Thursday at 4 p.m. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on our social media pages for more exclusive ICJ content.